Hey there, skinny peeps. I am so glad you're here. My name is Bevan Caramello, and you're listening to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is January 22nd, 2019, and we are in a series. We're just a couple of episodes in. It's called Lord, Teach Us How to Pray. We started out in the book of Luke, and we were looking, we've been looking at um, the only request the disciples ever made directly to Jesus to teach them something specific. It wasn't, Lord, teach us how to turn water into wine or Lord, teach us how to cast out demons. It was, Lord, teach us how to pray. Today's episode, we are going to be focusing again, just like last week, on uh, we're going to be in the book of Matthew in chapter six, where Matthew gives his account of that same conversation with Christ. Um, And then what follows after they requested Jesus to teach them how to pray. What came from Christ at that point was what we now call the Lord's Prayer. And so we are going to be unpacking the Lord's Prayer bit by bit. Um, Today's episode is called Hallowed Be Your Name. Okay. But before we get to that, I want to rewind just a little bit and and talk a little bit about last week, our last episode, where, like I said, we were in the book of Matthew chapter 6, and we were looking at a religious man, um, not necessarily a good religious man, but religious by practice only, right? Not out of love for God in his heart, who Christ taught us through our scripture last week, um, that this man was actually seeking the audience of men with his prayers rather than an audience with God. Okay, He was seeking the approval and validation of men to appear righteous before them, but Jesus knew his heart. Remember, he was standing in the synagogues and standing on the, on the street corners and trying to pray these long-winded prayers, trying to look righteous and, and appear to be righteous because he cared so much about what men thought of him, but God knew his heart. And we learned last week that a prayer is a lot more about what's in our hearts than what comes out of our mouths, Right? It's about desiring to be in the presence of God, okay? So turn with me, if you've got your Bibles, to Matthew chapter 6, and let's start there for today, okay? We are going to be looking specifically at verse 9, which is the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, what I mentioned just a second ago. Um, I'm going to start at chapter 9. I'm going to go ahead though and and read um, the entire Lord's Prayer, and then we'll go back and unpack verse 9 a little bit more. Okay, it says, this is Jesus talking here to his disciples. He says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Okay, that was verse 13. And I am going to... I'm going to stop right there for now. Let's um, let's talk about verse 9. That's our verse for today. Hallowed be your name. The NLT, that's the New Living Translation of the Bible, um, that verse right there, verse 9, it says, May your name be kept holy. May your name be kept holy. So I started thinking, how do we approach 
a holy God. And we see here, Jesus, the first thing he does, he starts his prayer with praise. This is about our posture before the Lord. Before we can come before him, we need to acknowledge just who he is, right? And there's a couple of other places in scripture I want us to look at today where we see this the same idea, this approach, right? How we approach a holy God. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Nehemiah. We're going to look at chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. And you guys know if you don't have your Bibles with you or you're driving down the road or whatever, I'll read the verses for us so you can just listen. Okay, Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Nehemiah says, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey his, his commands, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's house, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. So Nehemiah, um, a man who is, is very definitely known for his prayer life. You guys, this is how he approached God too. Right there we see in verse 5, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey his commands. He praises God. Then he remembers what God has done, right? He says, who keeps his covenant of love. He reminds himself too. He's not just telling God who he is. He, God knows who he is. He's God, right? I think Nehemiah here, he's, he's reminding himself that I'm talking to the God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him, with those who obey his commands. He's approaching God with praise. Okay, turn with me to Psalm 100. I want us to look at verse 4. There's another place where we see this same approach to God when we come before him in prayer. The psalmist writes, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Remember last week, our verse from Psalm 84, uh, Better is one day in your courts, Lord, than thousands elsewhere. And as I read this in Nehemiah, and then especially this verse in um, Psalm 100, where it says, Better is... Uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Enter his courts with praise. And last week we we read that verse. Better is one day in your courts, Lord, than a thousand elsewhere. I couldn't help but just contrast the two images in my mind of the man from last our last episode. He was standing literally in the courts of God, right? In God's temple, desiring to be seen by men. And then Psalm 100 here tells us that what when what we desire most is an audience with, with the king, right? To be in the company of God, that we are 
to enter into his courts, those courts that we desire, right? But there is one day in your courts, Lord. We are to enter into his courts with singing, with praise. We acknowledge who he is. We remember all he's done. We don't just come to him and start telling him all that we need him to do for us. Right? And that got me thinking, am I asking things of God as though I'm the master? How do I start my prayer each day with the Lord? Do I praise him and remember all he's done? Or am I just bringing him all of my requests, bringing him all of my difficulty, bringing him everything that I think he needs to do for me. Paul tells us in the, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, Paul says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. When we pray, we are to give thanks, right? We are to be joyful for all he's done. Now, you guys, does this mean we can't bring our hard stuff to? No. Our sorrows, our struggles, our pain, and our our sickness, we can bring that stuff to him as well. I'm not at all trying to say that we can't bring our difficulty before the Lord. Remember, we're only one verse into the Lord's Prayer, right? We're just... We're focusing on this part right here. Jesus' answer to the disciples' request to teach them how to pray, he starts with, Our God in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What this means is that even in hard circumstances, we have to find something to be thankful for. We have so much to be thankful for. And especially, I think, in hard circumstances, we need to praise God as we approach him. For that very purpose, of like what we saw with Nehemiah of reminding ourselves just about God's covenant of love for his people, right? Reminding ourselves of who God is, of how big he is, how great and powerful and capable and loving he is. As we lay our burdens at his feet, we need to remind ourselves that he can do anything. He can do anything with our circumstances. He can do anything with our sicknesses. He's God and he deserves to be praised. We are to keep his name holy. You know, the same God who's holding you is the same God who's holding this whole universe together. So as we wrap up thinking about this, how... Should we approach God with our prayers? I want us to look at one more place in Scripture, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. You guys just listen to this for a second. How should we approach God with our prayers? 
the author of Hebrews writes, he says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. There it is right there. Jesus knows whatever it is that we're going through, right? He's able to sympathize with our weaknesses. It goes on to say in verse 16, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You guys, Christ is at the right hand of God, interceding on our behalf. Because of Jesus, we don't have to be afraid that we'll mess it up or that our prayers won't be good enough or we won't praise Him long enough at the beginning of our prayers. I mean, if you notice, the Lord's prayer is not very long. Jesus just very simply says, Father, hallowed be your name. We don't have to worry that we're going to say the wrong thing. Because of Jesus, we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. That's what Hebrews tells us. We can approach the throne of grace with confidence, knowing we'll receive mercy and grace to help us in whatever we're walking through today. Let's pray. Father God, oh Lord, I just, I praise you. Hallowed be your name, Father. We come before you and we praise you because you are worthy of our praise. You are mighty, mighty to save, Lord. And we remember all the places before now where you've delivered us, where you've come through the answered prayers, Lord, over and over and over again. And we're so grateful to be your children. We're so grateful to be in your presence, Father. Lord, I pray as the first disciples of Jesus prayed, Lord, teach us how to pray. Grow us in this area. Help us to become comfortable here. Help us, Lord, as our my pastor says, uh, to approach you as toddlers with our prayers like a toddler first begins to talk, Lord, that we would just be humble and brave, knowing that we can approach your throne of grace with confidence because of what Jesus has already done. Lord, we don't have to worry about getting it all right. You just desire most from us is for us to desire you. That's what you want most is for us to long to be in your presence. Lord, teach us how to pray. Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for each person who has found his or her way uh, to this message, Lord. I pray that the uh, your word, Lord, would just penetrate deeply into their hearts, Lord. I pray that your word would take up residence in our bones. I thank you, Lord, for this time together. I pray your protection and your provision over all my skinny peeps. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You guys. 
thank you so much for uh, for being here. Thank you, Skinny Peeps, for um, for tuning in. I so look forward to our time together. There will not be a new episode next week, just FYI. I am actually headed into the mission field tomorrow. I'm headed to Honduras again. I am sad to be away from you guys next week, but I am so excited to be headed back to Casa de Estere. It's a ministry that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, this just ministry of excellence that is rescuing girls who have been um, sexually exploited and um Casa de Estere is just such a bright light in this dark world. Um, if you are curious to know more about them while I'm there, look them up. You can find them uh, on the internet at casadeestere.org. I'll put a link on our Facebook page too if you're curious. So you can just go there and click on it. But in the while I'm there, in the meantime, while I'm away from you guys, I truly covet your prayers this week for myself, for our team, and for all of Casa de Estere, for, um, for the girls that we serve while we're there and the girls that the staff of Casa de Estere serves you around. It, like I said, it's such a beautiful place. Until we're together again, please know I am praying for you too, for the rich and abundant blessing that comes from knowing and walking closely with our Lord.